Well, folks, welcome back to Dairy Talks Health. My name's Connor Rush, um, and I'll be your host today. So, we have a special guest along with us today. Um, we're going to be doing having a wee chat here. Um, one of my very best muggers and an up and coming star on the rebel scene in Derry. Um, you sort of probably probably know him, and it's Barry Davy. What's crack, boss? Hi, Connor. What's happening, son? All good, brother. So, me and Barry's just going to be getting a chat today. Um, I haven't recorded an episode in a while, um, and there's there's a few different reasons for that, but I just wanted to get the right content to get it out there. And we're going to have a, this is going to be the start of a series of a couple of episodes um, with close friends of mine, and we're just basically trying to normalise the conversation around mental health. So, Baz, tell us a bit about yourself, um, for the listeners out there, who you are, where you're from, why you're looking to speak out, and what are you doing? Well, as you mentioned, I'm Barry, probably known as Barry Vivi, Baz, your man off the TV, was doing fucking Facebook lives for six weeks in a row. Uh, 28, 29 actually, by the time this episode airs, I, I would imagine. You're getting old. I know, I feel it too. Uh, and, and I am a philanderer. No, I'm a musician. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so Baz, we're going to be going over a couple of points here. Um, so... What I want to do is, is just get um, straight on that. So, so why why you know you and why do you want to speak out at the moment, Barry? Well, mental health is something that's been coming to the fore with everybody, I suppose, at the minute. Um, you, you see it every day when mm-hmm. you go on the likes of social media, you see it on the news, you see it on TV, you see it in the papers, you see it everywhere. Yeah. So, it makes sense to normalise the conversation about it. There's still that stigma yeah, of... Men, but I'm using the term young men lately uh, because I'm trying to fuck myself. You're young at heart. Don't be that. Uh, between the ages, early teenage years, your formative teenage years, mm-hmm. and uh, your early thirties. I'm trying to again keep myself in that bracket, Aye. but uh, there's still there's still that stigma of uh, young men talking out about how they feel, and you're not allowed to talk about your feelings yeah. like so. Hey, make it normal. Exactly, 100%. And you're right about that, especially in Derry too, that stigma still lingers about. Derry is well known for having its fair few hard men about oh, that place. It's, you know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's massively documented. Like, you're, you're just, you're not allowed to talk about your feelings and yeah. it takes its toll and you see with the amount of young men that have killed themselves yeah. or have, have made attempts mm-hmm. um, they are being rescued from bridges or from, from the foil itself. Exactly. It's, it's fucking shocking. It's it horrible. Is. It's scary, like, um, it's scary and it does have tone, especially as you say, you feel like, Feel like you don't want to speak out about your feelings. You feel like it's like it's a like it's a bar. It's like a wit. It's, it's a dirty con- word. It's a dirty word. Uh, it's a dirty word. It's exactly what it is. You're right. It's it's exactly that there. And and, and people do be afraid. They they speak out and, and they don't want to because there is this stigma in Derry. And mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do is just remove that stigma as yeah. much as possible and just normalize the conversation. Fair play to likes yourself, Connor. Actually, trying to normalize it too. But I get it's not just Derry. It's, uh, it's it's the world over, yeah. man. Like I mean. You'll see it in England, you see mm-hmm. it where I come from, West Belfast, holy shit. Uh, like the amount of young men kill themselves there and granted there isn't there isn't a an option like fo- the foil. No. The like the, the lagging's far away from West uh, Belfast, so yeah. like you'll see people hanging themselves. I, I remember being told stories of lads hanging themselves from railings outside yeah. bars and off licenses. Yeah. Jesus, that's that's for the public to see. Like not that it's it's gonna come out to the public anyway, but it is. You know? It's but, it's something that'll have an effect on, on people like, oh, you know what I mean, hundred percent. And it is a massive stigma across everywhere. Um so so Brian, let's what I wanna ask you is so uh, you you have your fair share of experiences with mental health yourself. Huh. Um and That's that, a way of putting it lately. Like <laughs> definitely. And that's that's why I wanted you to come on and speak, right? Because I know how I know how you passionate you are about it. I've seen, uh, I don't know if you anybody here has Barry as a friend on Facebook, you'll see that Barry has openly spoke out about his mental health, um, and you know he's confronted that. That's something that a lot of men, especially in Derry again, don't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're afraid to do it. And that's the main aim of, especially an episode like this, is to remove that stigma. Mm-hmm. So, Barry, do you want to tell us a wee bit more about your experiences um, and 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 your and your story with, with mental health, and you yeah. know just talk us through your own experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, I remember feeling. Feeling as if I wasn't, I wasn't wanted, I wasn't, you know, yeah. I wasn't cool enough, I wasn't good enough. Yeah. 
to be hanging about with, with certain people. Like, and, and he stopped me that way. Of course. With certain people. Of course. I get that every day. Uh, something like that. Uh, um, no, like, it, it's just, you, ha- you, you aren't normal. No, you aren't. And you have that feeling growing up that you're not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always felt like that. Yeah. And I've never been able to, A, being a young man, mm-hmm. I've never been able to express my feelings in the way I want to. Yeah. And, you know, it just builds up and it pents up and you're, by the time it's too late, mm-hmm. like, thankfully, I've, I've, I've pulled my head out of my arse yes. at an early enough stage um, where, I mean, like, I was in a self-destructive cycle of mm-hmm. drinking, like, an absolute fish yeah. every weekend without yeah. fail, underage too, sorry, man, uh-huh. um, from the ages of 16, 17, and partly, part of it was down to boredom and you didn't want to feel like this is what all the, uh, oh, the uh, people yeah. do, you know. This, exactly. This is what they're doing up in Ballymac, and this is what they're doing in Hazelbank, and all that. I hear all these stories. And Bog and Craigan, um, where it's like, these are all fucking cool, hardest fuck people. Yeah. Like, I want to be like that. Aye. 100%. So, you know what I mean? It, um, is, it is that aspect. And I remember that at a young age, too, especially when you're 16, you start drinking. You know, you hear all these stories. Aye, 16. Aye, no, uh, well, sorry. <laughs> well, not comment, not there, so I'm a. Uh, Bows away when I was fifteen. <laughs> but anyway, um, sorry, uh, but you do you do get that stigma attached, and you see all the boys, especially and um, especially when you're in school, you see you hear them stories on a Monday morning. Oh, you hear a crack down the bay, like, uh, not the weekend. Right. You hear a crack down the Colin Lane. You hear a crack up the walls. No, hmm. everybody around you was drinking, and it was oh, almost right. like a peer pressure. Is if you didn't do that, and if you didn't do it at the weekend, then. As you say, you weren't cool enough. You yeah. know what I mean. You're you're not cool enough. You're not acceptable. Ah, you're not acceptable. It's the same for people that think differently, listen to different music. Yeah. Listen, had different styles of living. You know, yeah. wore different cl- types of clothes. Like if you had one down the, and I've actually spoken in depth about well not in depth but I spoke about this with mm-hmm. uh, Luke McLaughlin. Yeah. yeah. Um, like before, obviously lockdown. Aye. Like you would have driven driven past the the library. Yeah. Um, the tourist information was a hot spot for yeah. when I was fucking kicking about 15, oh, 16 um, of all sort of alternative mm-hmm. different aye. you know people like grunge kids and emos and, yeah. and, and Jesus see if you were you were seen to be there it's same labels you come back in the school on Monday aye. or you see fucking people from your class when you're out in the town on a Saturday and there's that weirdos on the weekend or whatever gimp evil freak and all this shit like no. I know we slag each other me and look slag each other now because we were that aye. we were like demographic of course but like Jesus that was fucking that was hard going oh I like I remember getting alright it was a bit playful but at the same time there was there were serious elements of it of course getting fucking kicked and punched in, in school like, 100%. My lads were in my class were being fucking different. I had long, I had hair down to my shoulders. And Aye. One summer, I had enough. Aye. It was just like, no, do you know what, fuck this, I'm not going back into school, fucking with long hair. Aye, so I didn't get, get the grief. Yeah. That's what it's trying to do. I got a haircut. Aye. It might change my entire personality for Aye. to suit other people. But that goes, down, that goes down again, they like uh, the sort of peer pressure I mentioned about the drink. Because people were, people were saying, probably, no, them labels are attached, as you said, about you know, certain people, if they think differently, if they they have an interest in music that mm-hmm. half a school or whatever doesn't ha- yeah. have an interest in, then you're, you have them labels attached to you. Yeah. And you know, we might turn around and call each other gimps and birds and all this here. Right. But for somebody who's different and you're, you're maybe not in your friend group and for you to label them as that, yeah. it's a massive thing in there. Oh, age. Jesus, I. You know? Jesus, a, I. And them labels are just constantly fired out like sweets. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it does affect, especially a young person's mental health. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. can, especially at a young age, I, like, if that was me, I wouldn't be able to understand why. Why is these levels attached to me? Why yeah. have I been called well, this? Car, you see it yourself. Whenever we used to go to, well, we still go to, well, not now, but we still uh, go to the brand well. Yeah. Like we used to be labelled scumbags oh, and, and hoods and hooligans for supporting our team in a different way. Uh, because um, we because we didn't sit and, yeah. in silence. We we get up with the flags and the drums and this and that and yeah, a bit of pyro every now and again, naming no names. <laughs> um, but uh, I never know, I never spent money on pyro. Uh, no, life, never. Really. But um, like it was them labels attached, and God forgive me, like that came from. I remember one stage being called a scumbag in the street. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, oh, I, well, was I, still, I was I was sixteen. Oh, I. I was talking to the uh, a friend of mine, mm. a very good friend of ours, Joe Dunn. Yeah. Who was telling us about a story of like I'll not name any names, but like people are still fucking labeling uh, us uh, like that these days. And they see uh, they see the shit that we do for the uh, they see the shit that I do for the club. I'm not yeah. trying to fucking say oh I'm a big massive fucking dairy fan. I yeah. do all this like. But some of the charity work that yeah. we done. Oh Jesus, I the charity work that the red party sounds have done. Um, like 
I every Christmas, every yeah. year, I volunteer for, for for the club doing the you do? the merchandise shop. Aye. And like I'll put my heart and soul in it, but mm-hmm. it's that label that you're labelled as a scumbag. Aye. And people will be like, Oh, he's such and such Aye. and goes to dairy matches and fights way away from it. They they don't even they What the fuck did that happen? You know, it's that label again, like even like I was I was a few years ago now that, you know, we would have been seeing ourselves as ultras and this and that there. Yeah. And Certain fan groups within the club, certain individuals would have, you know, they would have basically called us scumbags or even known us. Yeah. Um, for somebody at 16 to 17, they hear that there from somebody who's a dairy fan their whole life, um, been through the travel years and the rest of that. Yeah. That's not something that you want to hear from other fans. No, you know what I mean? Not. You know, it's just not. because we, we did support the club in another yeah. way, that attached the label to us. Now, yeah. for me, I, I, I started going to matches and I was going to the matches, um, and you know I would have sat in the crowd and, and you know just watched the matches and this and that, and then yeah. I got involved. I got involved with my friends. And we started. This I remember group. when you started going to the matches. Uh, you started going to the matches with the, the youth group. Yes. With the youth club. We, we pilot through. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking over them, and I was oh, I want to I want to be no I want to get involved with these boys here. So I then they get involved as you say with you know when regards say you're not cool enough and this and that you change your personality and this uh-huh. and that. I completely changed my whole wardrobe and everything. I went to start buying Adidas and all this here shit just to try and fit on with people. You know what I mean? Um, and, and again, as you say, it's, it goes back to you saying you cut your hair. You know, it's them levels attached that it's that sort of peer pressure that yeah. you have to change your personality to fit on. And yeah, and that, that comes straight back to your mental health where yes. like, you, ha- you're, you have to be this, you have to be that. You can't be, yeah. you can't talk about how you feel, you can't say this, you can't say that, yeah. the other. It's fucking mad, it's like. It's like society is constantly pushing on you like a ton of bricks, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like the way I see it, like a, a culture in Derry, another culture in Derry would be uh, boys from a bog, Craig and whatever, they're not going to go to uni, they're not going to go to this, they add, mm. we're going to take a trade out and we're going to site. And for, for, fair enough, some people love that job and that's fine, but that wasn't for me. And I didn't want to be pushed into that type of culture. Do you know uh, the mean? aspiration was higher. Aye, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing as well. A lot of people are peer pressured. Yeah, um, society dictates on how you should act. Exactly. And that, that shouldn't be the case. No. What I've started to do is I've started to just not care about what other people think anymore. Do you know what I mean? Um, that was a hard, hard thing for me to do. But see in terms of that there, about going back to your, um, your experiences as well, how did you how did you cope with all that? How did you learn to cope with it or how did you get on with it? I didn't. You don't? You don't? I didn't, I, I, that's like that's when I was drinking heavy. Yeah. Like four or five nights out of the week. Yeah. I would have had a drink either at home or I would have went out to town and watched the football with the boys and had six Aye. or seven pints and kept home sideways. Like I was the same as I was the exact same as me for about remember, three years. I remember um, for a while we were worried about you. Ah. We were. Hundred percent. Um but again it's that whole should we should we say something? Are, are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah, that, exactly. Right? But that's stigma attached, and people, and especially people, it's it's mad to see when your friends are asking themselves that question. Should we mm-hmm. intervene? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because that's that's that stigma is still attached. That it, it shouldn't be attached. It should be it should be okay to speak. Yeah. And it should be okay to ask your friends, are you how are you actually feeling? And when your friends turn and say, are you grand? Or no, I'm grand. I'm grand. Yeah. Then you would bounce back and ask them the second thing. Yeah. Because that's right. I always say always ask twice. Always ask twice. Yeah. Somebody's going to turn around and say, "I know, Grand." Always ask twice and push. Yeah. But it's that stigma attached to it that it should be. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Like nowadays, I'll be the first to say, "Do you know what? I'm not feeling it." Yeah. Like you seen it over. I was having a really tough time at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um. Like, one of my cousins was found dead. Mm. Two days before Christmas. Yeah. And the the funeral for the whole Christmas period, like, yeah. you know, with uh, places being shut, etc. Yeah. people going home for the holidays, we couldn't worry until the 2nd of January. Yeah. Like, I was just having that really shit. Uh, must have just heartbreak on it. Yeah, Christmas, and yeah, and you have other things coming into play, like friendships breaking down, relationships breaking yeah. down, and it was like, that's yeah, another, crashing down. Yeah, relationships play a fucking massive, massive part 100%. in your mental health. 100%. Massive part. And if you're with somebody that's fucking about with your head yeah. or hemming in hand and keeping you on tenderhooks, not worth your time. No. It's not worth your time. You're better just to wash it off you. Yeah. Come walk away from it. Exactly. And and that's you. It's for your own sake, look. It's, yeah, it might be hard to do at the time, but mm-hmm. 
looking, looking three, back. four months later down the line, yeah. and you're looking back at when that was happening. Yeah. Completely different character. Like, right now, yeah. a completely different character. Oh, I. Completely different 100%. character. Like, don't get me wrong, the past couple of days haven't been great. Yeah. Um, in terms of my mental health, but. Yeah. I mean, that happens. You will get. All right, you'll get your days. You know that that was me last week. You know I was planning to re- record an episode last week, and last week my head was all over the show, so it was just like, no, you know what? I guess that point you couldn't be bothered. I, I'm just gonna bury it. I'm not gonna do. I'm yeah. gonna just get through this, you know, whatever. I was the same for doing gigs and stuff like that. Times I'm just, do you know what? I want me fucked across this door. I, I, I don't want. I want to stay in bed. I don't want to do anything. Like you be, like, say if you be like gigging, like you know, you're always up and you're giving it heaps, singing away, and mm-hmm. everybody sees you smiling and laughing and having a crack in between songs and slagging people in between songs. This man, yeah, might seem as the happiest man in the world, but they don't know, they don't know oh, what's yeah, going you on. Take the mask off and post, it's post your two hour gig. They don't know what's going on when you yeah. get back in your car, like one hundred percent. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And like of all the the performers in Derry, like there's loads I know that do struggle with, with their yeah. mental health at times, and the most. I would say the most well known case and the yeah. most well known person for it would be Mickey Doherty. Yeah, hundred percent. And like Mickey's a lovely fella. He is. He's an 100%. absolute diamond. I was yeah. chatting about was out in out in Bagot on Sunday uh, for about eight and the lads stayed on for a few drinks and yeah. I ran into Mickey there and like he's just full of crack. Ah. Such a nice fella. Yeah. And they're prime example. Like big time. You know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean. 100%. You don't know what's going on. That's right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's um, why it should be normalised that you have to, not have to, but if you want to talk about how you feel, go ahead. Exactly. It should be it should be open and honest. Um, yeah. And that's that's the issue that's yeah. constantly about. The uh, thing that changed, turned the tide for me when I was I felt like I was able to finally speak up yeah. about my own mental health, Keelan Doherty. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's actually just past the four year anniversary. It has. Where, um, and it's well documented like, last week there normally like if, if if this was something that hadn't been talked about or Keelan hadn't been talked about I wouldn't have brought up yeah right? so Keelan tried to kill himself four years ago that's the exact same that's why I spoke out yeah and to be quite honest I wasn't far off it yeah Um. and that was the turn on the side mm-hmm. see when I seen like, I was out with with Keelan we went to Stone we were in Marley Park we were in Marley Park the best night of our lives. Best weekend ever. It was unbelievable. Even though we got lost in Dublin for two and a half hours after, but... Well, you get lost in Dublin, yeah. I have nearly fucking dropped dead. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Six but that, was, like, that was... Kids, do not drink Red Bull no, all day and eat nothing and then go to a gig. Jesus Christ. Definitely like, not. Think. It was madness. It was madness. Like, I remember there was... There must have been... There must have been the guts of about 50 or 60 people from Derry that we all knew. Yeah. And we were all, we were all in the one area. At the one stage, we were all the one area in Marley Park. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly like, I've never seen any people as happy as their lives, yeah. you know, in their lives. Oh, it was um, well documented. There's plenty of photos and oh, plenty of videos. Big time. Um, and it was just all us boys. and uh, It was just... It was and again, we see that as, you know, fantastic. And then we look at what happened to Keelan just a few days later. You know, again, it comes back to the mask. Hi. We we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I was I was prepared. It was actually to this day. Yeah. It was my nephew's birthday. Um. We would have been their first birthday. Yeah. I was at my sister's house, like for the party and yeah. what have you, and uh, we came again. They rang me. Yeah. I dropped dead myself. I rang me as well. I remember Jesus, that. Was I, I was terrible. Completely fucking lost the head. Aye. I was like, holy fuck, how this happened? And of course, I went and seen. Yeah. Keelan after it and. It was like a ghost. You, do, you don't know what they say in them circumstances, but then it, you sort of be realising then yourself. What I thought then, I was like, oh my God, like, that's one of my best mates. How did I not realise? Yeah. How did I not yeah. ask? Jesus, the way the, the, the things that me and Keenan Doherty have gone uh, through together, uh, like the infamous Strathclyde incident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the less said, the better. <laughs> oh, I'll say nothing about that. Uh, um, the night Ralph Mope was captured, that's the only way that could be described. And me and Keelan went on a mad on that night, but yeah. again, that's a story for another time. Uh, um, like, we've been through some seriously yeah. good, great times yeah. and loads of shit, and we've fallen out as friends and made yeah. up as friends and so on and so forth. And that was as class as that is, like, it, it came to that point where it was just like, holy fuck, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I don't want to get to that point where yeah. it, it all builds up and I just have to fucking. Yeah. I don't see a way out. Yeah. And they're having... I can't find it close. No, 100%. They're mighty fucking close. Um, and how, how did... When you felt that close 
hvor jeg højvældig sagde, at de fælde, højvældig de fælde, der er ikke bare en note, der sagde, at du vil fight med your own demons. No, um, I'm not getting what I knew. I think, I think my mom and dad yeah. could tell, and my family, you know, they would have seen me and dealt with me every day. And yeah. Just a horrible shit. Something wasn't right. Yeah, I was coming in from work in, in the evening, and I was going out in the morning, and there was no one between. Yeah. You know, um, this is back when we were in the call center, and it yeah. was just. You're going hollow. Just plays with your head. Yeah, and at that at that point, I had a, I would say a minor painkiller addiction. Yeah. I was taking like the guts of six ibuprofen mm-hmm. while working in that call center. No, just throughout the course of the day. Ah. Throughout the course of the day. Ah. And I was I was telling myself, pretending myself, I had headaches and oh, I wasn't feeling well and ah. my stomach was giving me up. It's like a type of placebo effect in your own head. Yeah. Ah. And it it was shite. Ah. Um, like I was going through a box easily every two days. Aye. A box of, a box of twelve. And all that plays in your head because then you're sitting thinking to yourself, oh, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling run down, and uh, you know I don't feel well. I have a headache. Yeah. Uh, this here is gonna get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But I read something today too, and it's actually a, like a top ten tips to defeat stress. And the first thing is they make the connection. Yeah. So as work and workload and your workplace connecting. To the headaches, as a connecting to yeah. you feeling run down, yeah. and I, that's one thing that I could never do. I could never make that connection. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, as, as as you know yourself, Connor. I mean, we we worked in the same fucking yeah. place. Like it was just, it was just a shit shit job. Ah, and it wasn't a nice culture to be in. Do you know no, what I mean? It, it played your head massively. See, we don't meet specific targets. Yeah, you were seen as you're failing. Yeah, and you were told you're failing. Yeah, it's like well, fuck, yeah, that's fucking wild. We told like I mean. You can't help what's what's coming on. It was a call center, like so. You can't help the next customer that's coming on. Yeah, exactly. You can't. You don't know what what way they're going to fucking exactly. if they're coming on angry, if they're coming on looking for something. Yeah. So how the fuck are you supposed to reach that target if they're coming on with a complaint? Yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. It's that just played over and played over and played over and played over, and it was like, yeah, I need the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like I was playing f- indoor football with a neighbor. Yeah. Every Saturday morning, and I think it was around August time one Saturday night I broke my ankle. Aye. And I tell you what, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because mm-hmm. if I had broke my ankle, I'd have killed myself. Aye. You got a bit of time off work? Straight up. Yeah. yeah. I had six weeks and then another four or five weeks on top of that. Yeah. It wasn't the worst break in the world. It but was a you weird needed break. It. But, yeah. They focus on yourself. Because you need that time. And it was that time that gave me the push. Do you know what? Focus on here. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not I'm you not know what's best for your own mental health, like? Big time. Do you know what I mean? Big time. Um, and see, see, just as we touched on your, uh, your, your, your own um, experiences with mental health, what would you say sort of would have helped you relax or wind down if, you know, you were saying there, like, like times like last week, you were having episodes. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you sort of use to try and relax or wind down or come back from that? Music. Music. Music plays a lot, obviously. Music plays a, a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, but... I would have picked up the guitar or I would have picked up the earphones and listened yeah. to you know, the Stone Roses or yeah. Oasis or something or Metallica even or just even fucking Frank Sinatra or something. Just to just, let the worries drop. Yeah, drift away or mm-hmm. I would have went and watched football and yeah. I just went like that or I would have went out to be the biggest thing that, I, that sort of cleared it yeah. for me was being with other people, being with friends. Aye, 100%. You know, being with people that you can even talk if you're not with. talking about that, yeah. If you're just with your own friends, yeah. and like you feel the stress coming I, off, and you feel more relaxed, and exactly. you're enjoying yourself. Like we would literally have just sat either in my car, going and grabbing bits and pieces, yeah. chatting absolute shit, or watching football. Or but sometimes even, that's the best way. Like aye. even go for a walk or grabbing a big deed or whatever. Hundred percent. For me, it would have been pre-COVID. Like for me, it would have been like a steam or a sauna. Mm. I would have just get up, stuck my earphones, and walk day wherever the steam and sauna was and just sat in there and that would have brought me out like a new man. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, see when I see especially when I was younger, as you said, like, I was drinking three, four, five times a night. Mm-hmm. Or a week, a sorry. Week, yeah. A week, guy. Um, I think more than that a night, so. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I, like, at, at the time when you're younger, you don't realise coping mechanisms for that, yeah. for your mental health. And I've seen, I don't know about you, but I've seen going out for a pint as a way of combating that. Yeah. But now looking back on it, you realise that it's not, it makes it no, worse. Yeah, it was making it tenfold worse because you wake up in the morning and you're feeling the worst motherfucking fucking worse. Ah, that and night it might, you might get, make feel better. Like. Yeah, you cannot wait to get the cure or the hair of the dog or yeah. whatever. 
And then it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's constant. Vicious cycle, 100%. It's not fucking good. No, it is not. Um, and, but I heard, so in comparison to, you know, previously in terms of you speaking out, how would you say, you know, how would you say you're feeling now? Or how would you say your journey's come now through your mental health experiences? Um, do you know what? It's come along leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Leaps and bounds. Like, again, anybody that would have had me as a friend on Facebook, you would have yeah. seen, um, at the beginning of the year, I put up this big fucking status about I remember. And posted a load of pictures of yes. the time me and Shane Connell, another good friend of mine, yeah. went out a walk and Shane was really good to me. Yeah. Like, he was just so, he was just there, he listened. Yeah. And that's all. And that's what you need. Somebody to listen. Somebody to listen. And then, if he gave me advice, he gave me advice. If he didn't, he didn't. It was fine. Yeah. Um, but going that trip, mm-hmm. just getting out of the house and ah. blah, getting yeah. away from it. 100%. Dropping all my problems, forgetting my phone in the car and what have you. Ah. Just Go for a drive and actually have. Yeah, I brought the camera, like the actual yeah. SLR, the DSLR camera with me. Yes. And took some great photos. Ah. And, you know, it's it was great therapy. to think. Yeah, it is. It's it self-therapy. Like, we're going to go to the head and took some fucking, well... I'm saying they're phenomenal. <laughs> they're not bad. I've seen a couple. They're alright. Like they're I, yeah. right. um, took some good photos. Yeah. And walked around a bit and just mm-hmm. chatted, rock. Aye. Like got it all off my chest. Aye. I was feeling on the drive up and um, the anxiety the walk and, around and just the anxiety. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and how I was feeling down and shit and. Aye. Sorry, I'm getting messy as they sing here. All right, they're all right. <laughs> Put the phone away. Um, I like it was just it was it was really therapeutic, ah. you know, um, and then even put those stupid fucking statuses on Facebook like the ah. thing that was on about red sauce and stew. Ah. But like that was ah. it got people talking, you know. Ah, exactly, it does see all them like super wee puns again. I see them and all, and then it's, it's like a wee brain tweezer and all, but it takes you stuff like that. There does take your mind away from it. Do you know what I mean? Ah. And it's, at the end of the day, if you take stuff too seriously, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to have a massive effect. So you're right about see stuff like that there, especially going, going to drive, taking a couple of photos, yeah. letting a silly status up on Facebook, whatever. Anything at all. all right. They try and lift those. Exactly. And as I touched on, the past couple of days to me haven't been great. Yes. They haven't been great. Like we all have our episodes and, and what have you. Um, i seen a status today, mm-hmm. just on that point. Um, a, another musician based in Liverpool put up a status saying, um, ruin a song by replacing a word. In the title with sausages <laughs> or with sausages. <laughs> so I was like going through all of us. Oh, I, 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 I pulled out my phone and was like aye. flicking through my library of tunes and was all, do you know what, aye? This is That's a joke. <laughs> I, I find myself killing myself and laughing like aye. absolutely dying. Tears dropping me. It's mad, like it's small stuff we got there would turn aye. Like it completely, completely change your mood. Yeah. Like, I mean? So that's an order, really. That was her being mindful. Yeah. It was breaking up the monoton- 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 I can't even talk. Monotony <laughs> of a boring shite exactly. lockdown day. Exactly. Even though we're coming through the lockdown stage, we're going to go back at the It's a guarantee. Like, but. And just as you touched on there, you say you said being mindful. Mindfulness is something that I've massively started to pit myself on recently. Mm-hmm. See, being mindful and being present, it's so much better for your head. See, for a long time, I was just... I mean... It comes with maturity. Ah, it does. As you're you're growing older, you get a bit more mature. You become yeah. a bit more mindful of. No, do you know what? If somebody says that to me, I'd be you take a step back. Uh, like, I know in the past, I've been on Facebook and, and yeah. tore the hole out of somebody. Yeah. Like ripped the clean back oh, off. I've had arguments online and so on and so forth. And you don't think of the consequences then? No. The repercussions. And we've both done it. Yes. Like hundred percent. Going back through the years. Oh. It's like Jesus Christ, was I that much of an arsehole? Ah. Exactly, and you don't realise it at the time, and obviously, especially when, I, when you're younger, yeah. you think, you know what, I'm untouchable, I'm vulnerable, I'll mm-hmm. do what I want. Mm-hmm. It's not the case, like, do you know no. what I mean? Not at all. Um, like, I've seen a wee air post about, I don't know it's a touchy sensitive topic, but revenge porn. Mm-hmm. I've seen somebody was um, the victim of. Yes. Like having their, their photos or their videos yeah. posted. That's an honor. Like, it's shocking. It's disgusting. Aye. It's absolutely disgusting. Aye. And like the, that'll be passed through all the group chats. Yes. You know? And it'll spread like wildfire, I suppose. Like, like, who's, who's thinking about the, the, the victim? Aye. At Nobody. that point, like, and it wasn't until this week I posted about it and says, Aye. I'm thinking about fucking her and I'm going to message her and be like, you're not alone here and I'm blah, blah, blah. Like, and I don't mean. Say, they say blah 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 as if I'm just sort of no of course not no I, 
It's just etc etc. Yes. Um, like that weekend, everything would be going through her her mind. Oh, right I now. massively. She'd be thinking about fucking killing herself and all. Yes, hundred like, percent. For the people that are sharing the videos and, and the photos and so huh. on and so forth, the one that done it, you'll be thinking about it for the next few weeks. Aye, massively. It plays a massive right. effect on your mental health. But once those few weeks are done, it's aye. forgot about. It is. Aye. Everybody will forget about it. And, but and that person won't. That, yeah, that'll be good. You know what I mean? That'll and that'll, that'll constantly play and play. Over and over. And yeah, in her mind. And and she won't be able to. Like, she'll feel as if she won't be able to go out. Or, Jesus Christ, like, I mean, that's just fucking horrible. It is, um, and that's a massive thing. It's, it's fucking horrendous mm-hmm. for anybody to even go through that. Um, and it, it will have a massive effect on your mental health no matter what. But at the time then, you know, for, for somebody to have that much anger, they actually do that, you know, it's it's scary, like, because, yeah. you know, see having that amount of anger, it's no good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's going to play in your mental yeah, health too. Even once, like, posting... I say revenge it's not really revenge porn it's just mm. people, people posting fucking yes. handling photos and videos that Aye. haven't sent them or they've taken without consent that's, yes. <laughs> that's another fucking thing Aye. exactly um, like uh, they don't they're, they're doing they it for the crack Aye. they're doing it so people will be talking Aye. to them or about them or yes. whatever and like granted that may be a part of notice me notice me Aye. Um, attention seeking, or maybe they're not getting enough attention at home, or maybe, maybe they're mad at and hogging off. They're younger, I don't know. Um, but it's just fucking that right, and like you need to think of the consequences of hundred percent um, doing shit like that to people. Uh, it's, it's posting embarrassing photos and shit, uh, like stupidly embarrassing photos. Yeah, from years ago. Like, granted, I don't really, I'm, I'm not bothered. Uh, I, I I posted it myself. I posted it myself. I thought uh, it was fucking funny. Uh, it's hilarious. The infamous photo of me. <laughs> Ricky and Ricky from Geordie Shore. In Earth Nightclub. That's how old I am. That's how old I am. It's an Earth. Oh, fuck's sake. Take me back to Squire. No, I think that's funny. Like, people may post that they have a jibe or have a laugh at my expense. Hey, laugh away, I don't care. If I find it funny, then happy days. But there's people out there that don't find that shit funny. But that's the fine line where people need to realise. Yeah, they'll, they'll put the, the mental the health hat on and they'll, they'll fucking crumble. Ah, they will. You know, and it's, and it's not fair. Nobody thinks about that. Ah. They think, ha, this will be funny to fucking get back at that prick or, or uh, fuck him or exactly. this will be really funny, everybody will laugh at it. Exactly. And that's that's where mindfulness comes under. Like, you just, mm-hmm. especially when doing that. And me and Keenan touching this in episode two, like, we're all guilty of it. But oh, why? what you have to do is... That are touched on there being mindful and being present. When you see something like that, you'd be oh, that's what a crack air, must fire a negative chat. Take a step back and look and go, Should I do this? Would this, I, would this person appreciate me uh, talking about them in that, I mean? that sense? And we are all guilty, 100%. 100%. I don't. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I still do it. Exactly. Um, but as as you said, like it's it's not the right thing to do. Um, it's and it's not nice. No. But, um, but I tell me, Tell me how you're feeling now. Tell me how, how you're feeling now. Aye. Uh, ready for work. Alright, <laughs> 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 no, right now, do you want I'm feeling alright? Good. I'm feeling alright. I get up late today, I had a late night last night. And a busy day yesterday. Yeah. Um, I have a busy weekend coming ahead. Brilliant. Um, so it's just sort of... Keeping you occupied. It's keeping me occupied, it's Aye. keeping my mind occupied. But when Monday rolls around... Aye. I'll be like a bear with a sore head. Aye. You know? Uh, um, I suppose that comes with just being wrecked busy. after a weekend of gigs. I'll be hard. When I say hard working, it doesn't look like hard work at all. Aye. It really doesn't. Like being up there for for, for two hours, like having the crack and, and you know playing tunes. It's a great coping mechanism. Aye. I fucking love. Aye. You can tell you love it. Like you can tell you love it. you love it. You put your uh, <laughs> you put your pa- you put your heart your passion and then like with well, I do. I do. And it does. It does work. Feel like and you're mm-hmm. you're a brilliant singer too. Um, Thank you very much. Oh boy. Um, but, but I tell me, how did you get on in terms of coping with your mental health over the brief lockdown over COVID? Because obviously <laughs> your job was completely stripped away from me the minute that yeah. was shut down, you know what I mean? It was horrific. It was so, horrific. Like, I don't mean to act like worry about balls here, but yeah. I, I was sitting out a lot yeah. of money between um, the Friday before yeah. the St. Patrick's Day weekend, or the Friday before the Old Firm weekend. Yeah. So... Between that week, yeah, 
the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. For obvious days there. Sunday, and on the St. Patrick's Day, which was on the Tuesday. Yeah. Like, that Probably was perfect. yeah, a hundred percent. The midweek gigs. I had a full weekend schedule. Um, I had another full weekend ahead of me to look forward to. I had a Monday yeah. club to look forward to. I had, I think it was four. Yeah. I was doing on St. Patrick's Day. I uh, mind you say anywhere you were at, it was about four or five gigs in Paris yeah. yeah. and like I, I couldn't make plans or I to do anything with my friends but that's okay that, that's Aye. a sacrifice that's a sacrifice that you're to for, for that week for making that money you know and that money was when really launch um, me and Andy were, were supposed to go and play in Glasgow yes um, for the, the cup final weekend lovely so that was money that was being put aside for that Aye. I was going to give myself a new car Aye. so my cut of that money would have been Aye. on the new car as well as the trip it was sorting everything that you had planned yeah like and then the following weekend I had I was supposed to have my cousin's wedding yeah um, my godson's mm -hmm. christening mm -hmm. and just another big rebel Sunday yeah they were all planned oof on the gesture <laughs> uh, they were all planned they'd be like big parties and so yeah. on and so forth and we still had the wedding we still had the christening but it was just just a wedding and just a ah. christening it wasn't the big family get together no. the children, you know and, and that's like a kicking of stones too oh big time you know what I mean you're excited for that big time but like fair play the, the gas yard ah it's not really a couple the gas yard failure yeah you know um, they offered to pay some musicians brilliant that were going to take part in their their springtime failure yes because obviously they got funding for yeah uh, a big program oh, of events that yeah. they were supposed to do and, and they obviously couldn't do it then I felt due to lockdown yeah um, which, I mean, nothing you can do about no, so Fair play to them for thinking, do you uh, know what? We'll put on a whole festival of, yeah. of people playing from home. And that was brilliant, that we, uh, virtual festival was fantastic. Yeah. Like, you had singers from all over the town, keeping people's spirits up and constantly playing. Aye, it was two or, two or three weeks of... Aye, so you know, it was two or three weeks of constant music. And then the likes of Stevie G getting on board because he'd done uh, some, the Mother's yeah. Day, which was all that Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the following Sunday, like, <clears throat> Stevie and Gavin organised... The thing in Rosie Joe's mm -hmm. where like all the musicians got together. Yeah. Obviously at different ends of the bars there was social distance and it was all disinfected and so on. So yeah. it was safe. Yeah. It was safe is what I'm trying to say. That was a brilliant gig. That was a that big twelve hour one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was the all day thing. Mm -hmm. Like and they were doing it for uh, the frontline NHS staff Aye. and frontline staff to, to give them a good night. See out. see that whole see that whole thing that you were involved <coughs> in as well. Yourself and Andy were involved with um Stevie and Gavin. Mm -hmm. You like you know, you obviously would have been playing in the different areas that they were in and including mm -hmm. in the festival. See stuff we got there, small stuff we got there. It keeps yeah. the general it keeps the general public, especially in Derry, who love going out at the weekend and love getting their you know hundred percent and love getting their facts and getting away. Yeah. That kept people's spirits high and it, I would say it played a massive role in people's Big mental time. health. Big time. Every area we went on to. Yeah. And every area that Stephen Gavin went on to because there was gigs that me and me and Andy didn't do. Yeah. Um like they were so well received and oh, so well treated so it lifted the spirits of the community yeah and at the same time they were raising money for a, a fantastic cause yes brilliant you know? and since then because all expectations have been surpassed yeah um with a charity fundraiser like they've they've started giving they did start giving money to uh community organizations that yeah. they did it for food banks mm -hmm. and so on and so forth like the lads done absolutely phenomenally oh well. they did and that they're that, incredible that, yeah um, but that it, it wasn't just that. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't just doing a charity fundraiser for for that. No, you know? it was it, to keep spirits up. It was to keep spirits up, but it, and I don't think maybe they did realise because Stevie nah. Stevie being a musician himself and Gavin being a yeah. Gavin Gallagher by the way is a phenomenal singing voice. Yeah, and he should use it more often, Gavin. Sick. You and Barry are two piece next. <laughs> three piece. Uh, Thinking about Andy. No, that's right. Uh, but. Like maybe maybe they did realise that themselves. Yeah. That it's actually helping us too. But they might not have set out they didn't set out to do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Obviously they didn't. They set out, you know, oh we'll do this fundraiser, but then see when you realise down the line, that played a massive effect on people's Massive uh, effect on, on uh, the likes of myself. Yeah. It kept and us out well. well. kept, 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 kept us out in the public, you know? Yeah. Not well within within reason. Social it was safe. Some, it was safe, like yeah. Um it kept us out there. Yeah. It got our name out there as well. But that like since then for I, I started off we like the Facebook page I had it I done yeah. it around um November time, October, uh -huh. November time last year. Yeah, I remember. And uh I 
had about 50 followers moving on to 100 and yeah. Rosie Joe's again massively helped me by sharing all my stuff and yeah. I, I can't thank enough for it um, because there was that fuck what if people don't like me ah. what if people don't like my page because yeah. there's so many others out there that have their pages and they built their audience you know yeah. um, and from there on like I've, I've, I've near enough 2,000 followers now amazing which for me I it's amazing. fucking random oh, 100% that's a yep. serious following in less than a year, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that there, obviously, would have played an effect in your mental health, because that's now getting your name and a brand as an yeah. upcoming musician out there. Yeah. So that gives you an opportunity to embolden that, get more gigs, get more fans. And it's, and yeah, it's supposed to be confidence that, and my self-belief. Exactly, that's the main know. thing. It, and that's, know, that, in turn, is, is, is helping me. It's amazing itself, of course. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Um, right, but I talk me through, so... There seems to be a big following, right? I'm going to touch on, you were touching on there, the Rosie Joes. So, before the lockdown, yeah. um, you begin this sort of saga at doing a, a Rebel Sunday, every Sunday in Rosie Joes, as every a resident. Um, and, and Rosie Joes were obviously at that stage then, um, bringing on different big uh, bands, the headline that night, but Barry was a resident. Um, I noticed Barry's following going up and going up and going up. I would say, that the many people that have shared your page, Barry, and going out there, I would say, as I would say you personally doing that residency would have had a you know even though people are going out to drink and get blocked or whatever but I would say yeah. you've had a, a positive impact on people's mental health as well by increasing your following and stuff oh I hope so I yeah. hope so and I'm going to now use that following like throughout the entire lockdown period yeah <laughs> the likes of Luke Stab Brazzo yeah. Neil and um, my mates Shay Mickey also known as yeah. Porno don't ask why <laughs> um <laughs> Like they would have slagged me off and called me Mister War Life. Aye, because you were live constantly. It was lethal. Every two nights it was live. Another one, for, and it was always for charity. Oh, of course. You know, so I was using my platform for for a good for causes. Yeah, right. for like charitable causes, donations. Yeah. But um, you didn't have to do that, like, and it was a way of keeping you. Like, aye, I, could well. exa- I could easily put up my own PayPal, like, of course, and been like, right, well, throw me a couple of quid for it. But it was giving you that feel good factor to give back to all charity. It's giving me a feel good factor to to be able to do things for charitable causes and for people that might not you know have it. Yeah. Um. Or even like last night, I did one for um, MND Scotland. That's right. For a friend of mine whose mum has been diagnosed with with um, dementia and motor motor neuron disease. Yeah. Two fucking horrible diseases. Like I thought you what. Maybe a fundraiser before lockdown. That's another thing that was cancelled. Um, by the way, I've noticed that I've been swearing an awful lot this podcast. <laughs> so right. apologies. Swears. And Swears I'm really, this. really, really sorry, Mum. All right. I, I can't <laughs> apologise at all. But you hear much, much worse when I'm watching United. Uh, especially with my dad. Uh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> like, to do those, you know, the horrible diseases uh, and to be able to. For people that are less fortunate. That's that's We're another side of it, like, but to be able to help out people with, with their charitable causes yeah. and you know things that might have might not have been well. Like you're helping them get towards, you're helping them get towards their goal in terms yeah. of fundraising, but at the same time, that's having a positive effect on your mental health. Yeah, because which, you're able to give back. Yeah, it's, it's a goal for me. Yeah, you know, it's an achievement for me to like build up my mental health. Yeah. and feel positive and and stick. Getting all I, don't get me wrong, I enjoy all the stick in the comments ah. and I'm getting off of mates and stuff ah. and having a laugh. But a banter. It is a bit of banter, and I see it as a bit of banter. Aye. There's people out there that wouldn't see it as a bit of banter. Aye. And some of the things are, are says are horrible most of the time by me. Aye. Um, <laughs> but like, it's it's great that you know I'm I'm interacting with friends. Aye, you're interacting with friends. Constantly. I probably wouldn't, you know, Aye. I wouldn't normally see or I wouldn't on a regular basis. Or yeah. Or I haven't been seeing them because of lockdown and whatever. Yeah. whatever. Um, and then, so that that's helping my mental health. It, it's boosting me, but it's also boosting. A charitable cause, which yeah. in turn is making me feel even better. Yeah, exactly. You know. Brilliant. Um, but I like even from from doing that, the, the garden parties and everything. Yeah. It's just performing for me has been a, like a massive. Yeah. It's like a positive it's a, effect. It's a tool for your mental health. Yeah. And as you, yeah, as you say, like from watching the the origins, like I started yeah. playing music four years ago in the Derry City Club. Yeah. Back when I was working on the place, mm-hmm. and um, from there it just sort of. It stalled whenever ah. I, I got a job in the call centre. I was yeah. I, I played in fucking Manchester. Ah. I played in Paul. That's Eden. right, I remember that. Aye, from Man City. Ah. That's he, again, done me a massive favour. Keelan yeah. McGinley, massive favour. Um, 
from playing in Dublin That's right, uh, yeah. before the Irish Brigade. Yeah. Like serious. I, I never would have seen myself uh, four years ago. I never would have seen myself uh, playing before a massive uh, band like Irish Brigade. Uh, um, playing before the Wicks uh, again. Support the massive there, like, band. Uh, up there. Back time. Um, playing in Manchester for yep. loads of Celtic fans mm-hmm. away at uh, Man City away in the Champions right. League. Uh, um, I must have been some balls too. Oh, oh uh, we're playing playing the, in the classic ground. They like. 300 people the day that Celtic secured a treble Uh, it was like holy fuck uh, uh, where am I going here exactly uh, like you know steps and steps and steps and then for it to take a stall when you work in the call centre and it was just brought me right back down yeah. across the earth through the through the floor like mental health was just at its lowest point there that was at the point where I was like contemplating what am I doing here why like why am I but I remember when you waking up in the morning. I remember when you left that job, and at the start I thought you were a madman going, "He's leaving his job for no job." Yeah. But then it made sense because, in the long term, mm-hmm. it has massively improved your own mental health. Hugely. Do you know what I mean? Hugely. Um, and that's you know when your own mind, you know when you're fighting your own demons, you mm-hmm. know when you have to, I'll when you have to get out, and yeah. when you have to sort yourself out, and th- in that position. As you said, it was it was like it was toxic and it oh, wasn't good for your own mental health. Big like I will be eternally grateful to everybody that helped me at the start as well. Yeah. Like I mean, because there was plenty of people with eyebrows raised and yeah. question marks. Like I'm not trying to say that they didn't believe in me because they do. Yeah. They, they always didn't mind that. Yeah. We're like, you're not leaving a job for no for job. nothing. Yeah. But at the same time, I just had to sort of come clean to them and yeah. be like, look. That, that I need to get out. I, I need to leave room yeah. and kill myself. Yeah. And I, I said it in the one second terms. Yeah. That's how it is. You you, need, you know yourself. Yeah. So from my team leader. Yeah. In, in the in the place, Kieran McFeely, absolute gentleman. Yeah. Gave me sort of like a push. Look, he said, if you're not happy in here, and you Don't think you can, yourself. you think you can make a a go of it. Yeah. Playing. Do it. Go ahead. Yeah. I was already like doing. Uh, functions and stuff for for Sinn Féin like yeah. Collie Kelly and Nunga who I'm eternally grateful for yeah. they gave me the start yeah Brilliant. they gave me the start um, they like the transmission lads yeah. the stuff that we've done Kieran and Darren like uh, so much so, like, we brought Mike Joyce I tried, uh, the, Mike, the drummer of the Smiths uh, a massive band one of the grandmates me and Barry and the boys were partying with Mike Joyce from the Smiths <laughs> the drummer from the Smiths I got a lift to and from the airport <laughs> In my dad's car and then in my shitty car. Aye. And like it was great night. I was driving and I was like, It's Mike Joyce from the Smuts. It's Mike Joyce up beside me. And Darren Coyle sat on the back. Aye. And Chad and Shane. Aye. Um, like the massive sort of leaps that, that, Aye, come that, off that happened. Leaving the call centre and just the day I left. Yeah. It was call, like a whip lifting. The weekend I left. That was a weekend I went off the drink too. Kevin McDade. I'll have to answer for <laughs> Jesus, me and Badger went out on a Sunday Aye. and uh, paralytically drunk. And I, went, I ended up getting off the drink two years after because the hangover was just that monumental. <laughs> seriously, like Liam Gallagher was in the Odyssey. Yeah. Touts were supporting him the night before yeah. in Dublin. Um, Liam Gallagher was in the Odyssey on the Monday. Yeah. And all, all the boys were at it. Were you there? No, I wasn't you there. You were there, right. Okay. I wasn't there. Sorry, Connor. Sorry. Um, but the lads were there, like, I took Jack McGowan down in my car, and if it wasn't for Jack McGowan, I'd, I'd have never went, I'd have been lying in my bed absolutely dying. He even, and booking me ring up, choked me with vomit, yeah. and that was when I went, no, do you want? No. Drank stuff from me anyway. That's me done with it. And you know, you know, like, you know when you've, when you've had enough, as you say, you go out then like, is and you get mad, and you get paralytic, and this and that. Yeah. And it comes to that time you know when you have to tone it down, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as you said, you didn't just, you didn't go at it, no, tiptoeing about it, like, you just napped it in the hole. Yeah, no, knew, no, there's no point in flying about and saying, aye, I'll go off a drink, and then, fuck it, I'll have a couple of drinks two days later. Ah, no point. No, because you're just going to feel like shit again, so it was like, no, do you know what, this is a fucking about my mental health, gone. Gone. And you know, that's, that's a, it's having a positive effect by doing yeah. that. And I've noticed the difference, like, see, yeah. between, since you've stopped drinking, like, like a, <laughs> Like a new person, like. <laughs> a lot more sarcastic, but sure. You know, no, you know, the sarcasm was always there. It was, just, was always it there. It was hard to decipher through my drunken mumbling. Uh, <laughs> um, and like, I was so glad to get off drinking the water, uh, and like from there on, it's just sort of blossomed, you know. Uh, um, like playing massive gigs for 
Rosie Joe's yeah. uh, booking gigs in Glasgow yeah. for me and Andy. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to talk about it. I'm contractually obliged not to talk about it, but there's some big things coming for me and Andy now too. You see that, folks? Positive. I'm announcing it first on Dairy Talks. Like, there's some big, big things coming, so that's Aye. that's another focus. Brilliant. You know, that's, that's, it's Brilliant. positivity. Aye. It and gives like, you a focus. Yeah, people, and a drive. Need, people need to find that focus, that Aye. drive, or something that inspires them. 100%. They, they keep their, going. The positive and the confidence, and massive. Yeah. Massive. Um, but, is there anything else you want to let us know, or, or, or anything else you want to comment on? <laughs> There's loads, Connor, uh, absolutely loads. Uh, we, could, like, we could go on for days, to be honest. We could go on for days. Um, like, we could talk about <laughs> sex, drugs, sausage rolls. Ah, there. All no. having positive and negative <laughs> mental health effects. Ah, exactly. Um, Especially sausage rolls. Oh, it's easier, the worst. Oh. Um, body issues and, you know, and conformity uh, and societal expectations. And I, could, I could sit here for days. Connor and Chad, you know, but I'm not going to do it to you. I'm not going to do it to the listeners. Brian, I don't think this is going to be the last time I'm going to have you on. Um, it's been a fantastic episode and we've covered some seriously important stuff. Yeah. Um, before we go, I'm just going to fire this in. So we're going to, as I said, folks, this is going to be the first episode of a short series of four or five episodes. Short? <laughs> sorry. Well, sorry. Possibly a little bit longer. Um, but what, what I'm going to be doing is bring a few mitts on just to chat about mental health in general about how we're getting on um, and what I'm going to do is just end it with this one question at the end of every um, episode just to just to spice things up so Brian tell us what your favourite song is and why mmm no not to put you on the spot or no I've got a couple of favourite songs right I don't have a specific favourite song okay Waterfall by Stone Roses unbelievable it brings me back to the time Marty Park oh hearing that live that oh, was God. just Mind blown. Mind blown. Right? Love forever. Oh, Lord Shin. Oasis. Like, mm. Jesus. It, it's just so simple, ah. but it, it says so much and does so much. Ah, 100%. And then, of course, Rebel Tunes just. Your bread and butter. Your bread and butter. Like, as much as I know Keelan's probably fed up it and yeah. people are fed up hearing it, um, it's just, it says so much in that song. Yeah. And I play it, you'll see it when I'm playing. Yeah. Like how fucking much I put on it. Oh, you do. You can tell it means something, like. Um, and that's why I always leave it the last because yeah. I'm putting all the effort on it. Yeah. And there's no point in doing all your energy. Aye, exactly. Yeah. Um, but aye, there's three favourites on the Brilliant, but good man. Well, folks, there you go. Um, that is episode five, I believe. Um, and that'll be the first episode in a short series we're doing with a few friends. Um, just want to thanks Barry for coming on. Hey, thank you very it's been much, an Barry. absolute Appreciate pleasure. It. Um, and it won't be the last time we'll have you on either, Barry. Hey, anytime. We'll um, come free all the time for you, son. Brilliant. So, folks, listen, thanks very much for listening. Um, and the next episode in this wee short series will be up soon. Um, keep well and enjoy yourselves. Good luck. Slow up. <laughs>